challenge him to chess and you're going to get your shit pants. You're going to get your pants shit because this guy's going to he's going to shit on your pants. That's how good he is. You're going to shit in your pants and he's going to shit on your pants and people are just going to smell shit all around the park. So watch it. Master shit. It's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 61 of Movie Toast movie reviews uh today if you're listening on the day this comes out this is thanksgiving happy thanksgiving everyone man dennis are you excited for thanksgiving we're recording this a few days before thanksgiving man how's it going good good i got the i got the turkey in the fridge we got all the fixings ready to go both real and vegetarian options so folks everyone is welcome dennis you want to give out your address here if anybody's listening the day of release one two three fuck off lane no. Um, uh, what town is that in? Our uh, sleuthy listeners could probably deduce pretty well what uh, which parts of the country we're from, but we don't need to give out that much detail. You lucky few know, though. Come and give I'm us a high five out. and you'll win a prize. <laughs> are, are you going Black Friday shopping or anything like that? You think this, this, uh, this uh, Friday? Not, not physically, maybe digitally. Mm. Um, I, I, I plan on posting up pretty well at home Not, nothing too crazy i know nice. i know i got a i got a list of fun things to watch as far as holiday stuff coming up both film and uh serial stories I, I what about you man you you you're pumped for the holiday I, I'm, I'm excited i'm ready i was shocked i uh i know stores are slowly doing all month they've been doing black friday specials and uh yeah, I, I I went to Walmart the other day to get one thing, and then I'm like, oh, Blu-rays on sale, DVDs. Let me look at this. Walked out. I didn't even get the item I went in for. I walked out with like seventy dollars worth of DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, at Walmart, <laughs> I got all. I, I channeled you from one of your previous reviews. I got all fucking six or seven, whatever it is, Mission Impossible movies nice. on DVD for like ten bucks. I'm like, I, I can't say no to this. Damn, that's oh, that's a killer deal. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I got uh both the new uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man's on Blu-ray double pack for like ten bucks, and like I was sweeping house, and then I was at Best Buy the other day, and I saw uh all three of the uh, Rob Zombie House of Violent Corpses, Devil Rejects, and Three from Hell, all on Blu-ray digital for uh fucking I think twelve bucks. I'm like ah, I don't even Damn. like Three from Hell, but I'm like I gotta get this. There's a copy of it. Might as well. Yeah. It's yeah. like you bought the other two movies for six bucks a piece. That's still worth it. <laughs> I've been wanting to buy the other two for a while, so it worked out. Oh, and uh, yeah. And uh, fucking. So, yeah, everyone has that. I think Target uh, might have just ended it. They had buy two video games, get one free. So that was exciting. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah. So I think right. uh, my big thing, I don't think I'm really going out, but I'm going to get on Best Buy or Walmart. I think they have like the Xbox uh, Game Pass slash xbox live for like 20 bucks for three months so i'm gonna buy a year's worth of those and knock that out uh, boy oh boy um yeah so uh, i guess uh we should move into our polls uh, yeah. of the week i had a bunch but i'm only choosing three of them so let's see here last week we uh you we you reviewed ip man 2 and the previous week i actually i asked Oh, wow. What am I saying? I asked the uh, the Twitter people following us. Maybe they're not even following us and they just like the hashtags and they want to throw their two cents. in. I asked them uh, who their favorite Asian badass ass kicker was. And so this week I decided to change it up. And I said, who's your favorite action star out of Dwayne Johnson, Keanu Reeves, Will Smith and Denzel Washington? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know why oh. those. <laughs> Dang. No, I'm just like, because they all have very legit examples of why they like portray badass badasses. Mm-hmm. But but it's not who's the, who's the biggest badass. What now? They no, the, what, your so what's favorite. Our okay, it's just favorite oh. out of the four. Yeah, of these action stars. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Okay. Ooh. Shit. What, what, what would you do? Oh, shit. Oh, damn it. I was hoping you'd answer first. Uh, um, you who I would vote for? I. Oh, this is tough. I made it. I don't even fucking have an actual answer. If this was like the 90s, early 2000s, I'd say Will Smith. So fuck it. I'll, I'll just stick with Will Smith, I guess. If I wasn't. Although 
think Dwayne Johnson, maybe, because uh, he's in a lot of great movies and action star, and I always buy him as an action star. Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne Johnson's always an entertaining bet. Yeah. I was going to say, if I wasn't burned by a fucking Gemini man so recently, I would probably <laughs> have gone with you. But I think I'll, just, I think I'll say Denzel Washington because okay. it's a mm, fuck. Although, and uh, now, folks, if if I, I think I mentioned it in the previous episode where I, I had brought it up last time, I did finally get around to watching most of Moana. Now, I didn't get to pay very close attention to every frame and get to soak in all the crumbly bits it had to offer. So that is why I didn't bring it in as a review on the show. Now, did you watch this like on the plane or as you were like doing stuff? With, I was like, holding a nephews? baby. I was okay. yes, I was I was hanging out with my nieces and brother and sister in law as the movie was on. So there, I missed some bits and pieces. So there's some minor plot points I didn't quite catch, mm-hmm. but still enjoyable film. That was my most recent uh, excursion with Mr. The Rock, and I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. That was a lovely, nice. lovely experience. So um, can I just say, so lovely you haven't gone home since you've been home in the past two weeks. Turn on Disney Plus and finish the fucking movie. That's how lovely that movie was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Putting you on the spot here, Dennis. I should, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. it was, I you guess it's really... The, there's a lot of music in this one, so you might want to fast forward like some old people would just do. Just cut all the... Cut, yeah, yeah, just the cut all the music out. plot points, yeah. Uh, we, we had two, we, we had two, two uh, clear winners here. Two people were, were, were thrown aside. Will Smith got 33%, and Keanu Reeves got 67%. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I guess John Wick really paid off. The weakness. People like getting down with the weakness. <laughs> Gotta get wiki with it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so uh, last week I reviewed the movie Freaky starring Vince Vaughn. So I wanted to know uh, what people's favorite Vince Vaughn movie was out of the following four. Swingers, Old School, Dodgeball, and Wedding Crashers. Oh, nice spread. Yeah. A little niche at some points, but I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm the one making it, so screw you, people. Ooh, fuck! Oh man, yeah, that's a t- ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna throw out son of a bitch. I'm torn between mm, Wedding Crashers. It was almost okay. dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it, man. Wedding Crashers iconic. Actually, there's been talk. Uh, Impressy did. I guess uh, they're pretty close to uh, possibly signing on for a sequel which is going to change everything, but one that's supposedly worth the wild. So I'm mm. intrigued to see, but I feel like the story was wrapped up so perfectly. Yeah. It's like, but, what these two dudes want to start. They, they need a check. We need, we need some, come on guys. What is yeah. this? You guys go do something else. You did, you did the internship and that was pretty fun. I thought do something else mm. together or, or do something else <laughs> or, or do something else together. Uh, I like them. Right. They, they have great chemistry. I, I do yeah. enjoy them both on screen. That that particular film wasn't exactly my favorite. Fair enough. It wasn't the I worst. It, not a lot. Yeah. So it's interesting you said Dodgeball would be your second. That is one of my all-time favorite movies. That that ah, was, was yes. my vote right there. Um, but once again, two movies were shafted. Those movies were Old School and Dodgeball Zero. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of shocked by that. I'm like, I thought those were some, some classics, some classic comedy. Same here. Me too. 33% went to Swingers. And 67% went to Wedding Crashers. And I'm like, mm. I can dig Wedding Crashers. I know everyone, a lot of people I know love Swingers. And I'm like, I just, I, I love those two guys. They're cool together, but eh, it's just not there for me. No. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those, I think it's a great fucking film school hype movie. When you're mm-hmm. at that point in your state of thinking where this is like, this is what you're aiming for. This is the the stuff that really gets your juices flowing. You know, this is what gets you all riled up and like, yeah, now I want to go fucking shoot something. That's totally the type of movie that I dig for yeah. watching something to inspire you in that direction. Now I'm kind of like, that's ideally where these two guys got their start. Like they, Va, uh, yes. uh, Favreau wrote it and they, they made it together. Yeah. So that that spirit I enjoy and I appreciate of it, but uh, the final poll. So uh, it was announced uh, previous. Uh, well, you were gone, I believe that Disney Pixar Soul would be coming out on Disney Plus for no premium charge on on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. And then this week, they finally announced that Warner Brothers and DC's Wonder Woman 84 is going to be released in theaters on Christmas Day and exclusively on HBO Max. So uh, this got me thinking, what else should be released on VOD on Christmas Day that was Mm. pushed back from this year? So we had Black Widow, 
F9, which the kids are uh, referring to as Fast and the Furious 9. 007, No Time to Die, and Dune, which uh, I do apologize if you voted on this. There was a typo there, and it was uh, spelt D-U-M-E. But in the actual post, it said D-U-N-E. So uh, I am just illiterate, guys. Sorry about that. (laughs) I do know I fucked up. Oh, man. That's uh, well. James Bond, I think, is probably what I'd be most excited. No, no. fuck. I mean, I really want to see Black Widow, but it's like I Mm. think I kind of want to wait until I can see it in the theater. Mm -hmm. James Bond, I don't know if I. It's cool to see it in the theater, but I think I can enjoy that one at home. How many How many James Bond movies have you seen at home? Like the classic James Bond. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. Uh, I've seen a lot of the movies, so it's like at my, home too. Yeah, the, like the way I was introduced to the James Bond world was watching it in home video. So it's like that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm used to. There, I, I've seen fewer in the theaters than I have at home, as far as seeing a James Bond film for the first time. So yeah. obviously, let's see the last two Pierce Brosnan films, and then um, the up till the most recent. Uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig are the, are all I've seen in theaters. Otherwise, everything else has been rented on TV, cable, whatever. All mm-hmm. the classic Bond films, which that would be God, that would be an experience. I would love to see like Goldfinger or Moonraker on the big screen, surround yeah. stand, all that stuff. That would be badass. Uh, man with a golden gun. Anyways, we've we've had that kind con- <laughs> of discussion already. I'm be honest with you, before before we get in the, I honestly have not. I haven't really dabbled in the old James Bond. I'm more of a Pierce and Daniel. I got to go back and watch these movies. There's some good stuff in there, man. You, I bet. You'll have some fun, especially as widely, widely available as they can be now. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we got the Roku over here, and that's one of the fucking Pluto TV channels. Yeah, I feel like there's always one on Roku. Yeah. Yeah. Or or, or Pluto. Yeah, on Pluto. Yeah. Who was it? And then uh, Peacock, I think, oh, has that's a bulk true. of the James Bond catalog. So are you locking in with uh, James Bond? On James or? Bond. If, if right, I was waiting to hear if you would have had Top Gun on that list, that would have been my choice. But so, uh, yeah, um, it's funny that you say no time to die because they actually tried selling that to streamers, but they wanted so much fucking money for it. Everyone turned them down. So ah. that has. Yeah, it could have happened. It was close to happening. And sadly, um, we were getting Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America, but oh, two in the middle. Yeah. That was coming exclusively to Amazon on Christmas, but they just pushed that back three months. I don't know why. Damn. It's a it's a gut wrench. Um, so, yeah. So coming in at 8% is Dune or Doom, however <laughs> you want to look at it. Uh, another 8% is F9. 31% oh, wow. is Black Widow. I think I would have given Black Widow mine, but you are right. It'd be better to see that on the big screen, probably. Yeah. And 54%, no time to die. So you got that one right this time, bud. Woo. You win nothing. Uh, y- you know what you win? Uh, win I'm going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, pride. <laughs> Everyone needs some of that. I don't I have any. You <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's what I went to Walmart for, and they were all out. They <laughs> were all out. Uh, uh, I got to get there early. It's like getting a PS5. Hard to get. H- have you watched any TV series uh, lately that you think <laughs> the world should know about? That's what you get to tell us about. TV you fucking like so much. Oh, okay. I'll give you the TV tuna right up front. Oh, I so. I like tuna, so no, thank you. Uh, I don't either. I hate tuna. Uh, fish across the board. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, yeah, me neither. TV taquitos, excuse me. Ooh, I like taquitos. All right, there chicken, we go. Which Trader Joe's had great chicken taquitos. Fuckers got rid of them. Everything I like, Trader what? Joe's gets rid of. Fucking Trader Joe's. Your your stores are too crowded. Your food's mm-hmm. delicious, but I don't want to go in there because I hate everyone in the store. Yeah, it's just a bullshit experience. Uh, uh, boy, is the food good. Yeah. Well, back to the back to the taquitos uh, at stake here. <laughs> this is. Um, I wanted to bring up. Something I thought worth mentioning: the uh, the old corn household down down over yonder, out here. Down under? We, Are you down, down under? under? I'm in Canada, and you're down, down under. under. <laughs> <laughs> we Auntie Donna's big house of fun. Uh, even though they're British, not fucking Australian. Watch that too. That was funny. I feel like what you dig that? that. Auntie Donna 
uh, Auntie. I want to know about Auntie Donna. Auntie Donna's big fun house or big house of fun. It's a sketch comedy show. Netflix just added that's just hilarious. But that is oh, what, that yeah, isn't yeah. what I was going to bring up. I saw a still uh, of it. I think uh, who, who was produced, it? Was it David Crosser or yeah, Ed Helms? Yeah. Uh, huh. But that's that. That isn't what I was bringing up to tell you guys. What I wanted to tell you guys about was the Queen's Gambit. Uh, Starring Anna Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. I love that actress. She's amazing. She fucking kills this show. That like she knocks it out of the park. Most definitely deserves some award attention. I think. Just a quick rundown. This is a miniseries. Total runtime of the whole thing is six and a half hours. So easily could knock this out in a weekend, a couple of days. Shit. If you're really crazy and just want to cozy up in the couch, you can knock this thing out in an afternoon. Um, it tells the story of Beth Harmon, who was uh, orphaned at a young age and came with a few scars from the actual the, the event that occurred that brought her to that point. The orphaning? As, the or, as well the orphaning. There, yeah. Coming in this fall. It, it tells her story of coming up through uh, this orphanage and discovering the game of chess and hmm. how it, she fell in love with the game as well as prescription drugs. And she, uh, while battling her demons of addiction, starts conquering the world of chess in the 1960s and uh, rises to stardom, but at a at a cost of her person. And it's it's a really cool journey to watch her go on. It's a really, really neat story. Uh, Like I said, it's it's pretty succinct. It's pretty quick. It was very easy just to roll from one episode into the into the next. The the cast is interesting. So Anya Taylor-Joy right off the bat. Thomas Brody Sangster, who uh, plays Benny Watts, another uh, big chess player. You might recognize him from the Maze Runner films. He was in Love Actually at a young age. Whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff. He's one of those. If you saw. If you saw his face, I think you would. Uh, okay. You would recognize him. Here, I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna IMDb him right now. Yeah. So as you talk, I'll be. Like, ah, oh, a name McPhee. Did you Did you get out no, to that? I, no name. I wasn't McPhee or Fee Returns. I'm sorry, okay. man. No Fee for me. Um. Well, there's chances are there's something you probably you've uh, seen him and you probably recognize. Well, that's what one um, would expect. As well as uh, uh Harry Melling. Good old uh, names. D- names Dudley Dursley names. from the Harry Potter films. Oh. His cousin. He was also he the played Merrick. Kid? He played Merrick in the Old Guard, the the villain. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Same same guy. Same guy. Huh. He's he's in the film as well. He was great. Solidified more of his character, especially after I I couldn't help but see because um, what is it? He's also in The Devil All the Time. It has an impact, like because these are faces and names you'll recognize as you go through. Hmm. Uh, but. Great story. It is only seven episodes. So that six and a half hour run run time doesn't even make it like a full hour per each, you know, per episode. Um, Some run longer, some run shorter. There's uh, it's it's cool just watching her fall deeper and deeper into this world. She's kind of the fish out of water who just is a she's a natural. She can just Mm -hmm. see the patterns and the way her brain is organized. And because of her tranquilizer addiction, uh, essentially, she's developed this method of being able to visualize the games being played in her mind without needing a board or pieces in front of her. As a young girl, when the in the orphanage, they drug everyone up. Uh, one of the girls, as I love the scene, is one of her best friends, who ends up becoming one of her best friends, tells her, like, don't take the green pill at night. That's when you want it to really kick in. So huh. she starts doing this, and she starts seeing the chess pieces appear on the ceiling of the orphanage dorm room, and she starts playing out chess games in her mind as she goes to sleep. So this is this is what leads to her method of being able to playing her attacks and how she visualizes her strategy. Very, very cool visual that reoccurs throughout the seven episodes. And I, I liked how they represented that. But uh, it comes like, like I also said at the top, it comes at a price. So watching her then battle these demons, the, the thing that seems to give her the edge is also her curse. Oh. So will will she conquer it or won't she? You have to tune in to find out. It's very, very worth it, though. I highly recommend it. Movie Toast. We are movies and we are toast, but I'm going to give you a little TV review rating. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Really okay. solid show. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Um, now, do you got to know and understand the game of chess to watch it? Because I know nothing about not chess. Not at all. Not okay. at all. That was that because uh, Val went into it the same way. She doesn't know anything about chess, but it's still is still visually interesting to watch it play out, especially like 
there's some of the speed chess scenes are just it's wild just to see everything moving around really quick uh i'll be honest i mean i'm i used to play chess i enjoyed the game and there was a couple of things that looked weird to me in the movie that i'm like is that a move that looks like that shouldn't have moved the way it did so there might be a little a few errors or at least there might be some chess moves i've never seen or heard of before that they well i mean if the great dennis corn doesn't know the moves and nobody <laughs> knows as much he is really uh, uh pretty high up there in the in the world of chess he was actually in his school's chess uh club and he was one of the the oh ranking God. oregon players of chess so if you ever see dennis uh, at a park you you challenge him to chess and you're gonna get your shit pants you're gonna get your pants shit because this guy's gonna he's gonna shit on your pants that's how good he is. You're going to shit in your pants. And he's going to shit on your pants. And people are just going to smell shit all around the park. So watch out. Shit. The chess grandmaster of movement. <laughs> all up in your pants. Are you got any movies for us, Dennis? Let's get out of this. Let's, I let's got it. Yeah. We've, we're we're, we're going to start digging into what you came for, folks. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing to you my first... First time reviewing, I got to admit, I got into this movie because the cast, it was like, holy shit, all these people are in this. Let's do it. I finally got around to watching 30 Days of Night, the 2007 Ooh. horror flick starring Josh Hartnett and Melissa George, also starring Danny Huston, Ben Foster, Mark okay. Boone Jr. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's like all of these people are awesome. I'm a big fan of several of the things I would. We, um, in fact, we're going to start tearing into the latest season of uh, Yellowstone uh, here over the weekend. I'm sure when in the coming week, friggin Danny Huston kills it in that show. Great villain. I don't know who he is, but I'll take your word for it. Um, he was in uh, do, 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 do the Marvel Universe. He plays a bunch of bad dudes. Like he plays uh, General Stryker in X, oh. uh, the X-Men Wolverine film. Okay. The, the shitty one. Um, I like that one. Origins uh, Wolverine. I, I liked it for some reason, dude, but I like hmm. bad shit. We know that. In uh, Wonder Woman, he played Ludendorff. Okay, no, no, I, I know exactly who he is now. Now, before right before you said Wonder Woman, I know exactly. He's a, he's a great actor. You're right. Yeah. There, okay. Right. There you go. I'm on board now. Thank you. That guy. You painted a picture. Yeah. yeah. His face. I'm like, yeah, I get I, I like him. Now, he's always normally so you, a bad guy. You got a visual? He's yep. he is the bad guy here. He is the main vampire. vampire. He's the main vampire. Well, let's get Blade over there. Josh Hartnett is is our small town sheriff. So okay, I, I'm just blazing past the story here. This uh, all takes place in a small Alaskan town, the northernmost town in Alaska and the United States. I believe it's I, I forget they, they reference how far away it is from the Arctic Circle or some shit hmm. cold as fuck. We're about to get into the season where we are getting 30 straight days of nighttime. We're all getting the people who are want to get out of town. They're getting out of Dodge. Josh Hartnett has crossed paths with his estranged wife who she works for. Oh, shoot. It's a branch of the government. I believe she gets a badge and a gun. That's all I remember. And she's trying to get out of town to keep because her job involves traveling and was trying to get out of town before even notifying her husband that she was even there. But because her car broke down, she got hit by a snowplow. She needs a ride oh. to the airport. She needs to get fucking get out of town before all the planes get uh, grounded. And she's stuck there for the next month. I got to ask, why are they grounded? Be I mean, planes fly in the dark all the time, don't they? There's a storm coming or okay. something. I don't know what all the. Right. If it's just harder or less frequent, I, I do not actually recall that detail. Okay, no problem. I mean, I was going along with a lot of it. See, here we're getting a lot of good solid setup. The the town looks really legit. I like the locations. I'm like, I feel isolated, but I also feel like we're out in the wilderness with the way it's shot. And it looks cool. I like the framing, the color. It's not just white snow. You know, it's it actually has a lot going on. Obviously, we know we're about to get into some shit. We see this guy off in the distance, this really uh, scraggly looking dude approaches the town. He starts asking for weird shit and starts raising a ruckus kind of at the, the diner, the town like bar diner place. Mm. Actually, it's not a bar because it's it's dry during the 30 days. They don't want uh, crime to peak. So they don't even sell liquor. It's like they need a purge out there, man. It's really fierce. Yeah, it's like it's it really the uh, rules change uh, during this period of time. That's for sure. Things are locking down. Things are kind of quieting down, except for this weird dude is in the diner. Uh, Josh Hartnett's uh, Eben. He's he's there too. tells this guy to settle down. But he he doesn't. Um, this guy, by the way, Ben Foster, he starts raising a bunch of shit. He starts making all these empty threats like you don't even know what's coming. Blah, blah, blah. Feed me some raw ground beef. I'm hungry. And Ooh. no, you freak. 
So they uh, yeah. he starts a fight and they arrest him. And while they're there, power goes out and it's like, oh, it's 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 starting. And <laughs> what, what what are you talking about? And all chaos breaks out and all over town, vampires start picking off townspeople and attacking them. And it's just it's like a bloodbath. Like the streets are filled with bodies. They are just dragging oh. people out in the open. It is just open season for humans like a lot of people have firearms and stuff but they're surrounded by all sides these vampires can like run and jump on the roofs they're like crouching tiger hidden dragon sprinting around and it's intense like it's it's graphic it looks cool like the vampire attacks the kills are in are brutal they they kind of do these weird shrieky sounds they there's this intense teeth makeup that looks kind of cool one of the things that kind of took me out of it though danny huston every once in a while he's clearly the leader all the other vampires look up to him. They're all kind of like well-dressed, clearly not dressed mm. for the cold. So I guess that doesn't affect them. Well, aren't vampires like bloodless? So I guess they wouldn't fully feel like their skin being frozen. I, suppose so. I, I, could, I guess I could see that. That's like, you can't really tear apart the science of it because when it comes down to it, their skin cells and shit should start freezing anyways. Listen, I'm no scientist when it comes to vampires. Yeah. I'm only a scientist vampire when it comes science. to humans. No, I'm yeah, only um... I'm only a Sasquatch scientist, so I don't Ooh. know anything about vampires. So among the survivors, uh, Mark Boone Jr., you know, classic Sons of Anarchy, uh, Sons of Anarchy, badass, as well as many other things. He he's like the he's driving the big like snow plow. There's a few cool scenes where he's plowing through fucking chopping vampires in half and That's doing bad. badass shit like that, shooting them out the window with the shotgun. There's there's some heart wrenching moments of like there's a there's a, an adult dude who's got this his his uh, elderly father has dementia and they're trying to like hide out in the attic while the vampires are tearing the town up fucking literally like Anne Frank style like they are trying to be quiet conserve all the food and water they have and they're up there for days as they're just listening to people get torn apart outside he's the elderly guy just he keeps getting confused as to why they're doing what they're doing and he finally just sneaks out and he just walks out into the street and you never hear from him again. Oh, and the sun runs out in the street after him. So all this chaos is going where we're trying to stay safe and we're kind of every few days we change locations from one hiding spot to another. After a while, I'm kind of like, what is the logic here? We kind of like, <laughs> let's hide. Let's not hide. Let's fight. Let's not fight. We kind of keep flip flopping on what we're we're decide we're doing the vampires don't seem to have any rhyme or reason as to what they're doing uh oh the point i was about to make earlier danny huston great actor this movie not so much he kind of has a cool presence on camera but they give him this weird dialogue that's like trying to sound so profound like i am this vampire that's lived hundreds of years and they're speaking this language all of their dialogue is subtitled because of the language they're speaking it's like okay so they're, they're this old they're supposed to be so intelligent. They're fierce, like warriors, essentially, because they can shred all these people apart. People who are armed with guns and they don't use guns themselves. How do they not have this? Oh, they seem to only just discover this town for the first time. So I wondered, how did we not have this awareness for being around, like living as long as you have and the technology that was available in 2007? I kind of think you might have been able to find out about, you know. Yeah, might I say. 2007 they could probably hop on on the old internet machine and and ask jeeves hey where where can i go hang out and get some human blood where yeah where can i feast on human flesh for as long as i uh please or at least for 30 yeah. days at a time uh we could have landed in this place a long time ago um but then i guess we wouldn't have got the story we did here so stupid vampires it was it see it it starts to drag as cool as the combat and some of that stuff is I got. A, I started to get a little confused on some of the geography. I'm like, why are we going these directions now? Why are we choosing to do this now? All of a sudden, we're making, we're deciding to do this. And then the vampires, very selective knowledge. They're like, oh, we have all these resources. They came in by a giant fucking tanker ship. It, it was a a whopping hour and fifty three minutes that felt mm. like the hour and fifty three minutes that it was. I was kind of ready for it to be done by the time it was done. Did I care about the ending so much? Not really. There is an ending to it that tries to like tug at your heartstrings. And I'm kind of like, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. It's over. Thank God. Okay. It uh, took way too long. Way the fuck too long. I'm giving it a 2.0. It's it was cool. Like, I really liked the idea of what the movie was. Scenes of the movie were really cool. The fights were cool. The dialogue was lackluster. The plot wasn't the greatest. Like the movements of the plot were just kind of like, huh? 
And even with all of the great cast that was in it, I was like, wow, we kind of got a lot of ho-hum diddly-doo out of all of this stuff. This is a pretty good thing, because as you're talking, I've only seen the movie once back when it first came out on DVD. Uh, and I'm like, I was so fucking excited. Then I watched it, and I was like, oh, well, this movie is not what I hoped it would be. And as you were describing, I'm like, this is a badass sound of movie. And then once you just said what you just said now about the dragging and being slow and not fully having everything figured out, I'm like, all right, that's the movie I, I, I recall. Good thing I haven't actually sat down and tried rewatching it because I probably get pissed. But I think if I'm not uh, wrong, this is based on a comic book or a graphic novel. Yes. So I imagine that probably would have been much better to read than a hundred percent. And I feel like you can see, I feel like there were moments in the movie that I guessed were probably moments they tried to lift out of the graphic novel. And it's like, it's, mm. it's, has got to be important for a reason, especially Dan, uh, Danny Huston's delivery. Those, these lines of dialogue, dialogue are referred to as trying to sound so profound and very like high class vampire. I don't know. He's, he's seen a lot of shit. I get what they're trying to make it sound like. And I think that would play a lot better on a page of a graphic novel than it would as a scene in a film. Cause it just came off cheesy, especially when we, we beat that horse to death. Like that it happens like five times in the movie where it's like all the vampires, they're doing something or they gather around a thing. And, and then we stop and we talk for a second about this thing. And then all of them roar and shriek and whatever. And then we go and murder some more. And it's like a, Okay, I we're we're doing this again. That's we we're, we've kind of said this already, but whatever. Thirty Days of Night two point from from the Dennis Toaster over here. Oh wow, I thought you said two point five earlier. Should drop point, two two Oh no, no, I wrote it down, sir. I had to make okay. sure. I'm not going to confuse <laughs> these deets. All right, so I'm going to go into something that has a lot of action, but no vampires and uh, not Thirty Days of Night. Uh, I'm talking about a movie that came out first movie, one of the first movies to come back when cinema came back, when theaters started opening up sporadically throughout the country. Uh, This movie starring Russell Crowe called Unhinged. Oh, nice. Yeah, so um, I didn't know too much about the movie, and I didn't see it in theaters. And uh, this movie has uh, Russell Crowe. It starts off with him in a car. He looks very, like, torn up. You see him kind of take off his wedding ring. He throws in the back of his truck. Uh, he kind of drinks a little alcohol. Then he gets out of the car, and then we just stay outside. He he marches. He busts the door open in this fucking house. He walks in. You see him grab this guy, and you just see him go to fucking town beating the shit out of this guy and then this woman. And you see him walk in another room and pour some, uh, like, gasoline in somewhere and light a, light a fucking match throws it in like you clearly see him killing these two people and burning their house down and that's how the fucking movie starts and then we meet (laughs) a mother and son uh this woman is just down on her luck her husband left her uh she's raising a son she's living in her younger brother's house uh she's behind on so much work uh life has kind of hit her hard since her divorce this woman uh her played by this actress karen Pistorios, I, I'm probably saying that wrong, and her young son played by this kid, uh, Gabriel Bateman. Uh, so they're running late for school. For some reason, this boy hates the freeway or the highway, whatever, wherever you live in, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so his mother has to take him to school on the back roads. And she's like, you know what? We're going to get on the highway. There's some traffic here. And you see her kind of weaving out of one lane into another without putting her blinker on, cutting people off. Kind of a shitty driver, in my opinion. Uh, Because I hate when people do that. And they got on the freeway and then, oh, you know, the freeway is backed up now. The kid was right. Get off the freeway. This kid's going to be late to school. And then she cuts off another driver. Who's that driver? Russell Crowe's that driver. And then he speeds up to get next to her, has the kid roll down his window. He's like, you couldn't give me a courtesy honk. Then he just shows it what the courtesy honk is. And he was just trying to be like. I'm, I, I don't know why you had to treat me like that. Can I get an apology? And she's like, no, I don't have time for this. And then he's like, oh. And he, he kind of follows her, harasses her a little bit. And you can tell he's really irked. She's like, I'm having a bad day. And he's like, I'm so sorry you're having a bad day. I'm also having a bad day. And I, I'm sorry to hear that. Would you like to apologize to me? And she's like, no, I'm not sorry. And he's like, huh. 
you're not sorry now, but I'm going to make you sorry. Uh, eventually, she, he kind of backs away. She loses him. Uh, and then she drops her kid off at school and she starts her day. She's at a gas station. She's getting gas and she realizes as she's going to pay for the gas. Oh, shit. This guy. Th- she tells the, the clerk there because she looks a little lost and frightened. And the clerk's like, are you all right, miss? And she's like, I think this guy's following me. We had this little this little incident earlier and like she's like, oh, he has that road rage. Like the movie, uh, like they're really hitting road rage hard. There's like a montage in the opening <laughs> about road rage has spiked to an all time high in the United States. And like a guy who's also paying for gas is like, you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'll, I'll protect you. You fill up and just for safety, I'll write his license plate number down. And so in case anything happens, if we notice he follows you, we're going to call the cops and you'll be set. And she's like, cool. So she goes out, fills up her gas. You can see Russell Crowe's just watching her. And, uh, the guy's like, hey, man, leave her alone. And Russell Crowe just looks at him like, fuck you. I'm Russell Crowe. And then she leaves and we see he he he's like slowly pulling away. And then the guy gets in front of his car and he's like, hey, leave her alone, dude. We got your license plate. We're going to call the cops. And like before, like she pulled away, the guy's like, here's his license plate number in case you need to call the cops. You have it. I have it. We'll be good. Uh, So, all right. She's like, cool. She pulls away. And then. The guy gets in front of Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe fucking drives right over the fucking guy. Hits him. Jesus. Runs him over. Oh, man. It, it's a bloody fucking movie. Then she realizes, oh, shit. My cell phone's missing. This guy has my fucking cell phone, I think. And uh, then he calls her up on a flip phone that he hides in her car. And he kind of threatens her. And, like, pretty much he goes through the contacts. And she sees that she was going to meet with her divorce lawyer, who's also her friend, played by... One of the McPoyles himself, uh, Jimmy Simpson, one of my awesome. favorite actors. Uh, and he's not a creepy guy. He's a co- good guy, good friend. Uh, she was going to meet him for breakfast. And, of course, she doesn't ha- get a chance to meet him. But Russell Crowe then goes and finds him. And she's, he's like, hey, yeah, I'm an old friend of hers. Uh, she said she was coming to meet you. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that she's running late. And then he sits down and talks to her. And he's like, yeah, I haven't been able to call her. She hasn't answered. And pretty much this is weird thing that happens and then like he calls her up on on her phone she she, on the flip phone that he gave her that he left for her and he's like hey i'm here with your uh friend here uh and then he puts jimmy simpson on she's talking to him and right before she can say this guy is fucking crazy he has road rage he's after me he takes the phone back from jimmy simpson he's like hey listen to this and he fucking stabs jimmy simpson in the face with the fucking fork and slams his head on the table fucking kills him in front of a bunch of people. And then he's like, hey, I know where your son's at. I know where your ex-husband's at. I know where your brother's at. Pretty much he's like, I'm going to go and kill each of them. I'm going to make you regret everything you've done just for fucking cutting him off. And that's where the movie gets off. And it's some brutal fucking kills that he does. And it's like, you think, oh, she should contact the cops. And even when the cops do join in, this guy just is on a fucking rampage and like it's brutal it's like a real life fucking b movie and it's something that could kind of happen in real life but some things are a little cheesy and epically awesome and crazy and bloody and (laughs) i i wish i saw this movie in the theater man it was fucking intense it was it was insane i'm gonna give unhinged uh good fucking i give it three three slices of toast um it's insane and it's brutal and it's it's just I, I, I was on the edge of my seat and I watched this after a 12 and a half hour day of work at like midnight. And I'm like, I, I was glued. Normally I pass out when I watch stuff, when I come home, but I'm like, this movie kept me awake and alert. And I'm like, fuck, oh man, he, he killed it. The, the actress killed it. The son killed it. was great. Damn. That, you got yeah. me intrigued. I love these types of movies too. This is exactly mm-hmm. the type of shit. I am like, I, I love the concept because there's, you have so much freedom to play with the world mm-hmm. and just like, well, if you didn't see this coming, that this guy could fucking do this. <laughs> I I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like Russell Crowe's good at this type of role, even when he's not necessarily the good guy. Like I mm-hmm. that that too appeals to me of seeing him be the villain um, kind of like a this weird falling down kind of vibe. But from mm-hmm. the other perspective. From the pe- from the people around him instead yeah, of you kind of feel bad for him. Like he makes you like at first he's a, he's a pretty sympathetic guy. He just wants her to apologize and he gives her many opportunities to do so. And even at one point as he's doing this, he's like, just say sorry and this can end. And she gives an insincere sorry. He's like, I don't buy it. Fuck you. Oh, this is going to continue. I-, I feel bad saying this, uh, but I don't know what happened to him. Like 
he is so heavy. Like he's put on so much weight. I'm like 20 years ago, you were like a gladiator, man. What happened? But it's like, Hey, whatever. 20 years, things happen. I got yeah. fat as shit over 12 years, but still turns out an amazing performance in this movie. Uh, hats off to him. Nice. Yeah. yeah you're, you're kind of reminding me of what's that. Uh, I know it's a totally different movie, but uh, the next three days, I liked that one. He's like Russell Crowe's planning his breaking it. Break out his wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Break, break yeah. Her, yeah breaking her out of jail. Um, that was a cool movie. And obviously not nearly the intensity that this film is, but. I, d- I just like, I don't know. I like Russell Crowe and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. And it was nice to see him again. And I was happy that they actually had this movie release in the theater. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I rented this at Redbox. I think it's on VOD platforms right now. So definitely check it out. Oh, for sure. No, it's, it sounds, yeah, it sounds up my alley. I will I will definitely be giving that a shot. Sweet. So what, what what else do you have this uh, week, Dennis? Well, I got I got something else that's, that's fairly new for the audience. Actually, just today, so it keep, just to keep it fresh in the old Ooh. noggin, I watched the fil- um, Netflix film The Outpost was released this year. It is a two hour and three minute runtime that stars uh, Scott Eastwood, the oh. offspring of Clint himself, tells the story. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's good in this, too. This film tells the story of a group of uh, U.S. soldiers who are at. Fuck, I forget the name of this specific outpost that they're assigned to, but it is like been notoriously regarded as horrendously dangerous. It was stupid that it was even placed in this specific location. There was a government official that when asked, giving an overview of of this outpost was reported to have called it um, or made a comment about the fact that all of the soldiers that you're going to assign here are going to die. Like it's like you've put this in the worst place you possibly can. So there is this army uh, army outpost that is in a valley surrounded on like three or all four sides by mountains. I mean, I'm not talking like out in the distance. I mean, it is literally at the base of these mountains. So it's like a fucking 45 degree angle out every direction as soon as you go out what they say outside the wire, which is outside the perimeter of the uh, the base itself. So we have this group of army guys who are just they're used to the regular daily shit of they get shot at at least once a day. They get sprayed at by a few rounds. They hurl a few rounds back. They'll lob a mortar shell up at them, scare them away. This has been going on for months, but it's still dangerous. People still die. They've gone through a few guys over time and through over the course of the film. The first hour of the film is just building up to uh, what the film is highlighting. And it's they they are raided on by a group of Taliban, hundreds of Taliban fighters. And there's only 50 some soldiers at this outpost and they have to hold their ground because there's no, no one can get to them. In any short period of time, like it will take hours for air support to show it. So the first hour of the film is spent just showing how bad they got it, really. Over the course of a few months, they go through three commanders. The first uh, the first two actually died doing their job. One um, one of them played by Orlando Bloom and the others. I, I don't want to go into too much detail to give away. All of the how all of the scenes play out because it's fucking intense. It just keeps building up to the fact that these guys are just getting run ragged and they know that their backs are against the wall every fucking day they wake up and they're in that place. The last just the last hour alone of the movie is just the battle that they all became famous for. And the most medals that had been awarded for any single combat. And it was the only time or the first time in 50 years, uh, a medal of honor had been given to two living servicemen in the same incident or like in the same battle. Really? Yeah. And so this huh. is, and this is all, uh, it's based on a true story. These, the names of the soldiers living and dead in the film were all actually people who were there. It's, it's very well performed though. The, uh, the two main stars are, uh, Scott Eastwood, as mentioned before, he's a, I say that way too many times, <laughs> God, so, uh, which I gotta, I gotta be honest. There were so many times in the film, I kind of feel bad cause it might've taken me out of the film a little bit. He looks so much like his father. There, there are certain points where he's just doing like the classic Clint Eastwood delivery where it's like the half squint and his mouth is his mouth is open a little bit. And we're just going to fucking do it, guys. And it's <laughs> it's just, oh, my God, you, you're, you are your father. That's all I can see. And then the film is also 
co-starring Caleb Landry Jones, where another name you may not recognize, but if you started looking at the credits, you'd probably remember who they are, was in the film Get Out. He played uh, Jeremy Armitage, the crazy oh, the brother? The, the son. Yeah, the brother that huh. assisted in the surgeries. Uh, X-Men, mm. he's Banshee for that series of films. He did an excellent job. He, I thought he killed it in this movie. Very, very intense. They did a great job of keeping the pace up. It does a nice job of trying to build the tension and trying to get you to understand what it is their perspective is of fear that's always hanging over your head of you're getting shot at every fucking day. There is some, someone can die at any moment and you're mm. constantly, you know, they're getting guns aimed at them all the time. Just that mental stress and that buildup and then losing people in front of you. The whole the whole ordeal is is its own horror. And the fact that these these guys actually survived this, there were people who saw this through is is intense. It's a really intense story. I thoroughly enjoyed the film. It's a good action film. It's a good military film for me as just a person who enjoys that kind of movie. It, it gets heavy like they I appreciate the fact that they try to give some of the psychology of like when you have the soldiers talking about the family members they're missing, the people who've affected their decision as to why they've joined the military, whether good or bad. All of these things that kind of make up all of the different types of people. It's easy to mm -hmm. think of all soldiers as being soldiers when they are also their own people. Everyone, True. every one of them has their own motivations. Every one of them has different reasons to be doing what they're doing. And all of them are using these as their fuel to survive this horrific ordeal. I'm going to give The Outpost a 3.0. It's intense action film, not something to be taken lightly, especially just knowing the fact that there are so many elements of it that are true. Nice. Uh, the Outpost 3.0 on Netflix. Now, is this a Netflix original movie or is this uh, has this been around uh, before? Netflix I believe, had it I believe it's a Netflix original. Uh, I, I hate to be quoted on that completely. It's all good. I'm not going to hold you to it. It's available on Netflix and let's say yes. thing, I guess. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to move into something that's not based on uh, actual film. So. Switch it up a little bit from what you had. Uh, I watched a film on arrival to Netflix, man. I watched a Hulu original movie called Run. It stars uh, Sarah Paulson and this, uh, I, I want to say, fairly new actress. I looked her up on IMDb. She's in this and like one other thing. Uh, her name is Kira Allen. Oh. So it yeah. starts off with uh, Sarah Paulson. She is like in a hospital bed crying and praying. And you see like a little baby being worked on like a super tiny premature size baby that looks like it's running out of oxygen being worked on by a lot of doctors. But then we end up seeing Sarah Paulson in a wheelchair looking at the baby in like an incubator. So she's like, oh, is my baby going to be OK? And she looks back at the doctors and then it cuts to like 17 years later. We see her making breakfast for her daughter who's clearly alive and survived. And uh, we see that she's in a wheelchair but we see that doesn't stop this girl. She is like a smart person. She's great with technology. We see her soldering like uh, electronic circuit boards and like she's just killing it. And she's great and quick and fast and, and amazing in a wheelchair and she, nothing can stop her. And we see that she has to take shots of like stuff. She, uh, she has all these different disabilities happening. Uh, like diabetes, um, lung uh, issues, asthma, a bunch of things. But she's still a bright young girl. She's homeschooled. I have. I sorry. I just have to interject with one thing. Not all necessarily disabilities, but medical conditions. Medical conditions. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. No. Definitely. But yeah, she's super bright, and she's hoping she's going to go to like Washington State University. But um, things aren't exactly as they appear to be. Uh, one day we we see that she uh, loves like eating chocolates and stuff. And one day her mom comes home with some bags from Kroger, and she's. Oh, getting some other bags out of the car. And we see her like she's working at her desk and then she rolls away, goes in the Kroger bag and pulls out some chocolates and stashes them away for later. But she she feels something at the bottom of the bag and she pulls it out and it's some pills and they're prescribed to her mother. And she opens it up and she looks at the pills and she's like, oh, this is kind of weird. And uh, later on, we see her mother giving her one of these pills. And she's like, then the next day, she's like, mom, those pills you gave me, what are they? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. She's like, but they were prescribed to you. I saw your name on the bottle. And she's like, 
no, no, that was the receipt. You saw my name on the receipt and they put the receipt on the bottle. Don't worry about it. It's all good. (laughs) And then later on, we see her like sneaking into the bathroom and then she like has this little like claw type thing that she works to get the uh, the pills down. And she sees it's like, oh, shit, my name's on it. Maybe I'm just going crazy. But then she notices like a little flap on it and she kind of peels it back and sees the original label kind of ripped off. but We can still see her mother's name written on it. And she starts getting a little paranoid. At one point before all this happened, her mother's like, oh, it's been a while. How long has it been since we've seen a movie? And she's like, I don't know. I don't need to see a movie. And then once this happens, she she uh, actually tries calling uh, when she notices her mother's out at the garden. She tries calling the pharmacy, but the pharmacy knows who she is. So she hangs up. She calls like a random number and tries to get a guy to Google what the pill is because she wrote down the name of it. <laughs> but that doesn't work out. So she's like, Mom, when's the last time we went to a movie? And she's like, what do you want to see? And uh, funny enough, they see a movie called like Escape or something. So like in the middle of the movie, she's like, Mom, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, just let me know what happens when I come back. And then we see it's like a small town and the the drugstores across the street. And she goes in. There's a long line. And she's like, ask a guy. She's like, can I uh, do you mind if I cut you? I'm really in a rush. And the guy's like, no, I'm waiting in line. And then he looks and he sees she's in a wheelchair and she's like, oh, yeah, please go ahead. And then she just rolls past everyone. She's like, hey, sorry, I uh, I really need to get up here. And she cuts everyone. And she asks the the pharmacist, hey, what what is this? Uh, and she's like, this was not prescribed to you. This is prescribed to your mother. She's like, yeah, but what is it? She's like, I can't. That's confidential. I can't tell you. And then she notices like an escape room picture of the the pharmacist at an escape room. And she's like, oh, it's kind of a game me and my mom are doing. We're doing like a uh, kind of a one of those games uh, where you hunt down different things. You get clues and it leads you to the next thing. I'm doing a scavenger hunt. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and she's like. Yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out what this is. And I was like, oh, huh, this this is prescribed to your mother, but it's for your dog. And she's like, oh, okay, well, what would happen if a human took it? And she's like, well, you don't got to worry. It's for your dog. And they don't have a dog. And then we oh. see Sarah Paulson running in, and then this girl starts freaking out. And, like, Sarah Paulson asks everyone to leave and give them some space and tells the pharmacist, oh, go get, like, a cold rag or something. And then we see her inject the daughter with something, and she passes out. And then she wakes up. Oh, man, there's twists and turns left and right. Oh, damn. Uh, it's dark. So it's pretty much just a girl trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Then she uncovers another secret. And then Sarah Paulson tries, like, lockering in the house. And then she escapes. But then something, uh, so many things happen. It's quite the fucking thriller. And uh, sadly, before the movie started, I didn't know much about it. And I tried explaining it to Sarah, but I'm like, hopefully this doesn't happen because it's such such a cliche. And she's like, well, maybe this might happen. There's another cliche. And I'm like, no. And then both those things fucking happen. But we're like, you know what? They worked perfectly good hand in hand. Those two cliches aren't thrown together. And it didn't take us out of the movie. And it was always thrilling. It didn't slow down at any point. And and at one point, Sarah's like, ah, man, do they hire like a regular actress and throw her in a wheelchair? I hate when they do that. And it turns out this this uh, girl is actually uh, handicapped. And I'm like, fuck, she oh, fucking yeah. kills it, man. I had heard that about uh, the movie. She's it was like the one of the few times they've had a wheelchair bound person cast as the person who's in the wheelchair instead of, you know, doing mm-hmm. the classic move. Which is badass. That should yeah. be happening more often. That's cool. And it made it more authentic because I'm saying like she does some moves that it's like, fuck, I don't know how an oh. actress would learn these moves in a wheelchair. Oh, right. And then some they have her do some stunt stuff, which I'm sure there might be a double. But there's some scenes where it's clearly her and it's like, oh, badass. Oh, fuck, dude, I'm fucking handy capable. I can't fucking do this shit. So hats off to this actress. She's fucking amazing. This is called Run. It's on Hulu. I give it 3.5 slices of toast. Shit. It was oh, really, damn. really badass. Nice, man. Yeah. I'm so, yeah, that sounds, sorry, that sounds good. I, I gave some stuff away. I'm sorry, but I'm not giving away the twists and turns. And even if you figure it out before it happens, I got to guess. Seeing how it unravels is I've got uh, one, really. I'm not sure. I, I'm sorry. I, I know I was just totally just fucking walking over you there. That's Because it's eating me up. But like, I kind of want to ask. One thing you can decide okay. whether or not to answer it, but I, like, oh, here's what you do: you can ask, and I'll answer. And then, Mike, what you do? Uh, if uh, our editor, Mike, our intern, if you can uh, bleep out my answer, kind of like I'm swearing, and, and we want the audience not to know, so Dennis will know one thing, whether it's what he thinks it is, but the audience won't know. Okay, I like that. All right, yeah. So, and if I had to guess, just from what it, from I've seen the trailer, and based on what you had mentioned, not her daughter. 
this is this is another baby she stole from the the hospital because her baby died. That's my guess. <laughs> the information was exchanged. I would like to make a comment. I noticed the it is a writer director, Anita oh. Giganti. This is their first like. It sounds like this is their first big directing debut. Because look, huh. yeah, looking back at their other. The other things that they directed, uh, the only other feature I'm seeing is a film called Searching, starring John Cho, which... Oh, oh that's the same... Is I that the same it. writer-director? Yes. Because that movie is phenomenal. That movie is all taking place on, like, uh, the internet and, and videos right. and, yeah. and stuff. That movie was phenomenal, and now it even makes more sense why this movie was so good. Like, this person... This is a great director slash writer. Nice. I oh, can't cool. wait to see what, what she does next, or he... I, I think it sounds like a he. she. He. he. I can't wait to see what he does next, because, boy... If this is the uh, sophomore uh, slump, I can't wait to see what the uh, <laughs> uh, junior junior film is going to be. Right. And so yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember if I've seen this or not. I at least saw some of this movie. Oh, if, uh, if you did, I think you would remember. It's pretty fucking. I remember powerful. hearing about it. Damn. Um, I, I, I thought it was going to suck so bad, but I saw it in the theater. I'm like, holy shit, I need to see this again. It's that good. Badass. Yeah. yeah the, this yeah. this is someone to watch out for, folks. What up? Anita? So, yeah. If you get Hulu and you want to watch a good thriller and you can kind of predict some stuff, but if you're down for a ride, that's going to take you on some fun twists and turns and really move quick, like a freight train, you're in for a good flick here with run. Sweet. Oh man. Yeah. I am adding that to my Hulu queue. That's for sure. That sounds badass. Well, uh, audience, I know we've been talking a lot about, uh, each episode of the Mandalorian. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't watch this week's episode yet, so I don't know, uh, Dennis. If you want to talk about it, and I'll just take my headphones off, and then. Oh no, no, no! This is a joint. Oh, yeah. This should be a joint conversation. But you folks who were expecting us to mention it, obviously, we, we all had some fun with uh, what went down. I, I won't. I don't want to give anything else away. It's just not worth it. I, it's easy. It's I more fun to talk next week. You. Next week, I will have watched both episodes. We only got two days of production this week, so I'm gonna definitely be watching a lot of TV and movies. Right. Hopefully, I'll rewatch. Yeah. I'll rewatch the last one too, so we we both have All them right. fresh in our minds. No, movie toast slash Mando toast. I came home and my brother was watching. And I saw that we got Gina Carano and my main man who makes a stew and Arrested Development in it. So, Baby, uh, uh, I'm very excited for this. Got yourself a stew go. <laughs> You put a bone in there, you got yourself a stew. Handful of veggies. Put some alien <laughs> where, where frog did he eggs meet in there. Tobias, did he meet Tobias at like a Burger King and have Tobias buy him like a Whopper or something? Wow. Burger King sure is great. I love that. <laughs> totally not. Uh, it sure is. With Ron Howard comes in. <laughs> oh God. Oh, man, I want more. I want more Carl Weathers and things, man. I, I, especially just playing a fun guy. I, I feel like he's hit a new stride now, especially with mm. uh, him being in Mandalorian. He's going to start oh, yeah. popping up again and not just out of novelty, but purely because he actually is. He's Carl fucking Weathers. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I am with you there. I am excited to see his uh, a new stage in his career of getting to see him in new things all over again. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, yeah. Yes. How'd you feel? How'd, how'd you feel about tonight's episode? How, how'd you, how'd you, how do you feel about this episode coming out on Thanksgiving? Fuck that. We don't, we already talked about Thanksgiving. How, how are you feeling? You got anything you want to talk about before we uh, call it quits tonight? No, I'm, I'm excited for some cooking food, watching football and having a few holiday brews pretty much it that's uh yeah. I, I hope you folks are getting this episode in a warm home uh, or at the very least you know you're you're enjoying your holiday enjoying your time for yourself mm-hmm. your family everyone else around you you get a good meal in you feel feel good this holiday if you're not from america and you don't celebrate fucking thanksgiving sorry oh. about all thanksgiving talk but we hope you're having a great week dudes and ladies yeah. and everyone in between good vibe uh, thanks for listening yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're we're hoping the holiday season's coming up no matter what you celebrate where you live there's holidays coming up for everyone and uh i just hope it's going to be a fun uh, month of reviews coming up for everyone. oh absolutely yeah and yeah. i hope our uh while our choices may lean very christmassy this is not meant to exclude any groups or alienate anyone get it just feeling festive from our perspective you know yeah. let us know and I'll tell what, you. Uh, any other films from this 
kind of season this time of year that you think kind of fly under the radar, let us know. Like I've Christmas movies come up a lot, but there's got to be other stuff that that uh, rings true in the November, December time. Fill us in. What are what are we missing out on? Yeah, tell us what some of your favorites are, and uh, tell us what you think we should watch. But I will tell you, I'll watch probably in review two uh, Hanukkah themed movies that I really Sweet. dig, and hopefully find some other stuff along the way that I have, I've never watched before. There we go. Yeah. All right, Hebrew Hammer. Oh, Hebrew Hammer's on there. I'm so angry. <laughs> For years, they've been trying to like kickstart the Hebrew Hammer versus Hitler, like a time traveling Hebrew Hammer movie, awesome. and it's just never happened. And I'm so crushed by that because I love the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> Hebrew Hammer is like one movie I'd go to. I mean, you got Santa in it, you got Santa's son, but also Eight Crazy Nights. I love that fucking movie. Oh, I don't sure. know if that comps, but yeah, yeah, why not? I'm gonna try to find some other stuff. Like maybe we find I, I hope for a good Kwanzaa movie or something. Like I bet they gotta be out there. Please oh, let us be. know. Yeah, I love to find new things to enjoy, and so does Dennis. Absolutely. I'm putting words in his oh mouth. yeah. No, no, he's you are not wrong, sir. I am there, right there with you. So get at us. Let us know on all our fucking social media platforms what movies you want to see for the holiday seasons. And uh, we're at movie underscore toast on Twitter, Instagram. Reddit, Discord, and over on Facebook and YouTube where you can see us and talk to us in other areas uh, um, that all those facets uh, like video and other types of posts were at Movie Toast News and Reviews. Please get at us, subscribe, see what we got, it's, uh, partake in the polls, and uh, just just tell us what's up. Oh, yeah. And from uh, the, the Movie Toasters over here, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, and... Stay toasty. Plenty to be thankful for. I've got plenty to be thankful for. No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for.